Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Be a Better Leader podcast. This is season five. Uh, we're focusing on setting and executing your 2023 goals. I am so thrilled to be joined by Chris McChesney, longtime friend and lead author of the Four Disciplines of Execution book, and he led the practice for 20 years. So, Chris, so excited to see you. Thanks, Scott. It's great to be here. All right, so I'm Scott. I'm the National Practice Leader for the Four Disciplines of Execution, and we are going to be talking about uh, some of the challenges that people face and get some perspective from Chris. And the first real topical area is the execution framework versus forced prioritization. So when you think about that distinction, Chris, what are some of the issues and challenges you've seen from organizations that have to wrestle with too many priorities? Yeah, th this is so universal and it's interesting, Scott. I'm gonna, some of these questions, by the way, I'm gonna bounce back at you. But from my perspective, the trap of finding yourself with too many objectives is completely universal. It just seems to happen with organizations and individuals that are even trying their very best to be focused. And it does create inordinate challenges when it comes to execution, when it comes to morale, when it comes to strategic priorities, and yet it's just so universal and it's such a challenge. Would you, would you, would you define it, Scott? I'm pitching back to you now. Would you say it as, as broadly as I just did? I I think universal is fair. I mean, I've been on calls this week where there people are saying, yeah, I only need, I've got this down. I only have 12 of my top priorities that have to go through this process. So I yeah. think there's a little bit of separation anxiety. We want to hedge our bets um, as leaders as we go into this. So and, I, and you can see so many things that need fixing, right? At the same time that. Yeah, very true. At least, you know, we always use the example that comes from you, but like 20 things need to be fixed right now. So it's so easy to find something that's worth your time and so hard to find time to do the things that are important, but not as urgent. So let's, let's transition. When you think about the biggest challenge people face when they're trying to prioritize, like of all of these things, what, what are the biggest challenges you see leaders face? I think it hinges around the word important. I think we, we have in our mind that somehow we're supposed to force rank the enormous number of choices that we have on some scale of importance. And the problem is everything wants to get to the top of that scale of importance. If, you, if you're in a meeting, and by the way, this is hard to do on your own. You do it in a group of people, it gets even it gets even more difficult, right? Everyone's arguing for sort of their function or their pet project or their or the priority of the moment for them. And you know, in my mind too, there's this analogy of sort of crabs in a basket. Um, if you've ever heard that analogy where you know when one crab is about to get out, the other ones pull it back down. I think it works that way for goals and objectives. You know, one one goal is about to get to the top of the priority list and the other ones will pull, pull it back. Well, let's not forget why we're in business, people. And, you know, well, nothing's more important than safety. And, and everything wants to get to that top of that list. And so then you get this weird dynamic where they'll start, people will start using general. I actually heard you talk about this not too long ago. There, there's this use of general language that's used where we just sort of we won't really prioritize. We're still going to try and do everything, but we're going to use the fewest number of words possible to describe doing everything. Yeah. By focus, we don't mean talk about the broadest thing in a smaller number of words. We mean a smaller <laughs> number of things. 
<laughs> right, right, right. And, and again, the universally challenging issue for leaders for, for a variety of reasons. One of my favorite things that you talk about around this is the distinction of strategy requiring treatment and that not all elements of strategy are created equally. Would you take just a minute to kind of see how we share that with our clients and how we see that world? Absolutely. So the, the, the root problem, if you will, is really looking at all of the various things that have to be done in terms of sort of forced ranking of importance and instead recognize that, okay, when it comes to executing on objectives, there really are three very different types of work that has to be done. There's, there's one category, and you can keep this in your mind, there is one category where more or less those things can be done with money and authority because you said so. You can do it with a memo, you can do it with a check, we're gonna green light an expenditure, we're gonna hire that person, we're gonna outsource. And that's a type of work. And if you can get that separate from another type of work, which is all the work that has to be done to maintain the operation, the day job, right? The existing processes and systems, right? We sometimes we refer to this as life support. So there's stroke of the pen work. There's life support work. So you can keep both those things in your mind. And then there's a third category we call breakthroughs. And those are things that you cannot do with money and authority and stroke of the pen, and they're not going to happen in the day job. And just this insight alone of being able to identify a particular priority in terms of one of those areas, and to your point, Scott, as you asked the question, you said treatments, and I think that's really important. There's a different treatment for those items that have to be done that are stroke of the pen. We're not as limited in terms of what we can legitimately do there. And it takes a sort of a skill set, right? It's a resource allocation type skill set. Likewise, there may be many things that are happening within our current day job, life support that we're able to maintain. There's a variety of things that can happen there. That's a different treatment. That's a different skill set maintaining the existing operation. And then most importantly, being really clear when you as a leader are attempting to do something that's a breakthrough, it's gonna require a change in behavior and that requires a different level of treatment. That requires this change in behavior. And that's really been the focal point for our work over the last 20 years has been on the treatment for those things that are gonna require engagement, and a change in human behavior. That's really the heart, and probably the hardest part of the execution um, dilemma that leaders face. Scott, how would you, I'm gonna put that one back to you, right? Oh my gosh, what I, would I think, you, think- What would you, you say differently about that? And I have I to know. thank you, Scott. Like The original framework was your model. You're, you're, you're interviewing me, but I remember where these distinctions originally came from. It's awesome. And it was self-defense from working with leaders who had so many priorities of so many crabs in the basket that they couldn't um, get a treatment for. So making the distinction between things that uh, require the treatment of the breakthrough, it's been, it's really liberating for leaders. Once they do that, you can see their 
their blood pressure kind of come down. They start to realize that they're not trying to accomplish everything at once. I think why the crabs are fighting in the basket is they all feel like they're trying to be treated the same. Once you put them in three different baskets, things start to clear up really nicely. So let me just put it back now. When you think about this separation of treatments, what is it about that that allows leaders to break free of that complexity trap? It is a legitimate alternative to forced prioritization. With forced prioritization, it is this thinking that some things are going to get done and some things are not going to get done. And when you look at certain things that you just put at the bottom of that list, meaning they're not going to get done, your head wants to explode. And this is why everything wants to fight like it's getting on the last helicopter out of Vietnam. Like It's trying to get to the top of that list. And instead say, no, 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 no. The organization can actually handle a lot, but the treatments are different. These six things can all, you know, it's going to take some work, but mostly th those are, those are structural permission based financial. They can, we can handle those and day job. We can see that. And then the breakthrough, that's where you get selective. And so the ability then to say, what's going, I'm going to change the metaphor now. What's going to intensive care? Like if we think about that breakthrough category, we got this from, from a hospital we were working with. They started calling the breakthrough category their intensive care unit for issues, which to them, that doesn't mean that the other things are not going to get worked on. There's great medicine happening outside of the intensive care unit of a hospital, right? All over the hospital. But when you go to intensive care, back to your word, Scott, it's going to get a different treatment. And that is a different question. It's not about what's going to get done, what's not going to get done. It's about what's going to get special treatment. And of course, there will be some things that don't get done. But this is a once understood. And it's not like leaders just get this the first time they hear it, right? But once understood, it really provides a realistic, I mean, we've kept it for the better part of 20 years. It provides a realistic framework and an alternative to forced prioritization. And I love what you just said. It's like leaders don't get this the first time necessarily, right? We have to show them the map and sometimes they go too high. Sometimes they go left. Sometimes they go right. So the idea is it takes a few minutes. But if you were to let our listeners in on maybe a little bit of advice. So what are the biggest challenges and mistakes that leaders make in this process? And then maybe what we can help them to do about it. Yeah, I think... Um, the, the biggest mistake, once you've sort of gotten this, so let's say you've, you've sort of embraced this level of thinking, you, you, you get the idea, you realize that, okay, you know, the, and, and if, you're, if you're a follower of the four disciplines, you realize the four disciplines apply to that middle breakthrough intensive care category. The biggest mistake, oh, can I get two? Can I have two? You have two. I have two. All right, I want to give you, because I can't do it in one. So I got two problems. The first problem is trying to put everything in the breakthrough category. Right. So and, and it was we're we're always making the argument that, hey, if it can survive as a stroke of the pen, leave it in stroke of the pen. If, if we can keep that plate spinning for now in the in the life support area, leave it there. Be very selective, particularly when you're first doing this with what gets chosen in that middle category. That'd be the first thing. The second, probably the one I see more is this idea of defining super high level objectives like market share or you know net growth or profitability 
and and say, oh, that's my breakthrough. When really that's that's a placeholder for 20 things and you just cheated. You did you did what we just talked about at the beginning, right? You just you cleverly used one word to package like 14 things and then you stuck it in the middle. So maybe it's two sides of the same coin. And, and there's underneath this, I don't know that we know how to explain it, Scott. Underneath this, there are some real human tendencies that want to fight this. Like the, the ability to really dedicate energy and put disproportionate effort against a subset. It's not an easy thing for a leader to do. No, I think you're right. And I was just kind of chuckling because we see this all the time. Can I just, I just want, how about um, stock price? That's a single goal. I mean, it's now it doesn't just take everything in your organization. Yeah. It's everything in the external environment as well. So that gets so broad. You haven't created any focus at all. So really being disciplined about that. I spend most of my time fighting those crabs. So when I do work with clients, um, it's about how do we get down to the smallest number of goals in that middle category. So super, super helpful. Um, would you... Give us just a little bit of a summary around how that approach was critical in helping with the four disciplines. Yeah. I can remember a morning where Mark Josie, who's right, your boss and the, the head VP of our, of our operations, um, and I had a discussion. And the discussion was around this idea of narrowing the focus of you. We were thinking the disciplines is sort of an overall way you get stuff done, right? Because we knew, like we had the disciplines first and we knew if you follow these steps, you go through a wall, right? But this decision around, wait a minute, you don't, this is heavy medicine and you don't try and wrap it around everything or it implodes under its own weight. We, we, we started to realize, but there was a delay. I was a day, I see it, I can see it in my mind. And I, I think, you know, right now, we're told that we have the best selling book in the world on strategy execution. And I think had we not made that decision, I don't believe that we would. I don't think it would be usable for people if we hadn't decided to use the heavy treatment against a finite. So even if you're not, the message here to you folks that are listening, even if you're not following the four disciplines of execution, the principle behind this is putting disproportionate energy against only those priorities that are really gonna require a change in behavior and a breakthrough. And it was in instrumental for, for I, I think, the whole journey that we went on. Well, Chris, knowing you and, and myself a little bit, I know we could talk for a few more hours slash days, but uh, that's our time for today. I get to come back though, right? I get, yes, I get the, I get the last word. You kind of come yeah. back at the end and tie all of this together. So yeah, thank great. you so much. Um, and for those of you at home, if you could walk away, just really thinking about some of those key points that Chris had, uh, the difference in treatments, the three different treatments, and the fact that we're only looking for the intensive care to have a breakthrough. I think that would be huge for you. Narrowing your focus and not just decreasing the number of words, right? We wanna actually get tighter in focus and organizations tend to go too high or too broad. Um, so that's our time. Thank you so much. Again, thank you, Chris, and everyone, thanks for joining us today.